Greetings, everybody. This is Suzanne Plins speaking today on the power of the cross. The very first miracle Jesus did was turning water into wine. This was a creation miracle. He also walked on water, calmed the storm, and fed 5,000 people with only five small loaves and two fishes. Then if that wasn't enough, he had his disciples to collect 12 baskets of crumbs. What is Jesus showing us here? He had power over creation. But he also had power to cast out demons. And much of his ministry was doing this very thing. He also healed all who came to him, healing many by his word or by the laying on of hands. He also had power to forgive sin. He even had power to raise the dead and waited four days before calling Lazarus forth. Not only that, he himself rose from the dead after three days. What is Jesus trying to tell us? What is the meaning of these incredible miracles? Is there something behind all this? Something each one of us needs to know? One clue is found in Genesis 1.28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the earth. God gave man the earth to rule over. And Psalm 8, 4 to 8 says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honour. You have made him have dominion over all the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. God made man rule over the works of his hands, to be only subject to God and his love, to be in complete control over all God's creation on earth. But what went wrong? Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Up to that time, the earth was perfect there was no sin, no sickness, no death. Creation was perfect. There were no weeds or disease in the crops or animals. All that grew from the ground was perfect. What did Adam and Eve do when they ate of the forbidden fruit? Genesis 3.13 says, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this? that you have done. And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate. 
The devil deceived Adam and Eve, causing them to doubt God and then disobey him, which is rebellion. And they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this allowed sin into the world that God had given to man. Sin, sickness and death came into the world through disobedience. This was a fall of man. Now sin had come into their world. The world God had created for them was exchanged for the knowledge of good and evil, as described in Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as the, through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. And John 14, verse 13, Jesus says, I will no longer talk with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Why did Jesus say this? Because Adam and Eve gave the authority that Jesus gave to man over to the devil. He gave the devil the authority of this earth for the exchange for the knowledge of good and evil. Now the devil was thrown out of heaven for his sin and he is in rebellion against God. In Psalm 74, 10 to 11, the psalmist says, O oh God, how long will the adversary reproach? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand? Take it out of your bosom and destroy them. The devil is in rebellion against God and also hates human beings because human beings are made in the image of God. As it says in Genesis 1.16, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. How can the devil take revenge against God? By taking as many people whom he knows God loves down to hell with him. And how can he do it? In any way he can. By tempting man to sin. If he can't do that, he will inflict them with sickness or curses or attack the mind with satanic spirits, fears or deceive as many as he can through worldly ways, through worldly thoughts, sects and false religions. If he cannot do that, he'll try and lead them astray from the Bible into complacency or even through lies or any other way he can. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 describes unbelievers like this. Those whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of God who is in the image of God, should shine upon them. Ephesians 2, 1 to 2 says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses of sin, in once you once walked, according to the course of this world, 
according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now in works of the sons of disobedience. This is an interesting verse because it answers a much asked question. Why does God allow us to suffer if he's a loving God? God loves man and wants us to love him by our own free will. He doesn't want us to be like robots. He has given us free choice to choose whom we love and serve. And it is impossible to love two masters. We have been made to have the choice between good and evil. And God only wants those who love him to go to heaven those who have chosen to stand strong against sin and accept him as Lord and Saviour. If we choose sin, we will receive all that goes with it and this will cause us much suffering. If we choose righteousness in life, we will more be able to enjoy our life on earth as well as receiving eternal life. Deuteronomy 30, 15 and 16 says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you. God was not happy with so many choosing to turn their backs on him and choosing evil and death instead. Though God is greater than Satan, he cannot stoop down to satanic methods in order to take back what God has stolen from man to give it back to man. God did not give Satan the power over the earth. Man did. Adam and Eve did it. And since then, man has found himself in a hopeless and helpless situation. So what has God done about it? John three sixteen and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. When Jesus walked this earth, he said in John 12, 30-32, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of the world. Now the rule of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Jesus is speaking about the devil as rule of this world, soon be to be cast out once Jesus had gone to the cross. This we will see in Hebrews 2, 14 to 16. In so much then the children have partaked of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same, that through death he might destroy him who had power over death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham.
It could not be plainer than that. Jesus came to save us, the descendants of Abraham, from the bondage of the devil. And if you would like to receive Jesus now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness. Every day of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are born again to eternal life. Get yourself a Bible, join a church or fellowship, and tell someone what you've done. And if any of you are sick, just place your hand on your sickness and pain right now and just say this pain after me Lord Jesus, lay your hand upon my hand, and I will be healed. In Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name. And you will be healed. Because every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this victory Jesus won on the cross. And every sickness has a name and every demon has a name. And that at the name of Jesus they have to bow their name and go. So receive your healing. In Jesus' name. And know that Jesus loves you so, so much. And so I say goodbye. And if any of you want to go on our website, just go on and put in www.suzannesministries.co.uk That's Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S ministries.co.uk God bless you and remember Jesus loves you so much.